A wise man once said, you got to know when to fold them. You're a voice actor. You're an entrepreneur. You're a VOpreneur. Welcome to the Everyday VOpreneur Podcast, your guide through the business of voiceover. Your number one marketing tool is your voiceover demos. When you're posting them online, you want to be sure they're playable on any device and with any browser. The VoiceAmp player does exactly that. Sign up at msvo.me slash msvoiceam and receive three months of VoiceAmp for the price of one. Sign up now at msvo.me slash msvoiceam. The Vopreneur Podcast. Hey, it doesn't suck. Not as funny as Conan. Not as cute as Seth Meyers. Not as smart as Colbert. But he's one of us, and that counts for something. Here's Mark Scott, the original everyday Vopreneur. Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Everyday Vopreneur Podcast, your guide through the business of voiceover. I'm Mark Scott, looking forward to diving into another episode with you today. But first, I want to say thank you, as always. Thank you for subscribing, for listening, and for leaving your reviews wherever fine podcasts are given away for free. Every time you guys leave a review for the podcast, it does help other people to discover it. So if you're enjoying what you are hearing, it would mean a lot to me if you would take a minute to leave a review. You can do that on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, Stitcher, and Podbean. And don't forget, you can listen to any episode of the podcast anytime at vopreneur.com. You can also go to vopreneur.com and order some swag. Let people know that you are an everyday vopreneur. Go to vopreneur.com and click on the shop button. So in this week's episode, we are going to be talking about leads. And more specifically, a topic that I get asked about a lot, is there ever a time when I should give up on a lead? Now, I am known for teaching, both through my courses and my coaching, never throw away a lead. Just because you don't get an answer the first time you reach out, or even the second time you reach out, doesn't mean that you should be giving up. My response to that is always the same, and that is not only no, but heck no. I've told stories of leads that I've pursued for as much as three years before I ever booked the first voiceover job, and I know you might think that that's like a one-off experience, but it's not. In fact, I have several of them where I've pursued them for close to three years. I have a lot of them where it's been one or two years. And some of them have turned out to be some of my best and most consistent clients. And so for that reason, I say there are a lot of instances where you do not want to give up on a lead. At uh, VO Atlanta this year, I shared a screenshot of my inbox in one of my X sessions. And the screenshot of the inbox showed an email sequence that I had gone through from the initial introductory email until the first time that a job was booked. So the initial introductory email was sent on June of, I believe it was around June 18th of 2015. And we went back and forth, myself and the client, we went back and forth, had a few conversations and then left it at there. They were very much interested in working with me. They said they were going to add me to the roster, all of that sort of stuff, and, and that they would keep me in mind the next time a job came. So that's June of 2015. I sent a follow-up in November of 2015. No response. I sent a follow-up in December of 2015. No response. In June of 2016, I reached out again, and this time we had some back-and-forth conversation again, and it was another very positive conversation. In July of 2016, I reached out to them because I had created a new demo and I wanted to let them know about that demo. No response. April of 2017, I sent them a follow-up. No response. October of 2017, I sent them a follow-up. No response. 
Uh, going ahead to July of 2018, I sent them a new demo. No response. And then in, uh, I, I think it was around November of 2018, I sent them another follow-up email with no response. Now, a lot of you are probably thinking, take the clue, Mark. Like, seriously, they've stopped responding. Take the hint. And that's where I think you're wrong. That is where I will always disagree with you. Because if I was bothering them, if I was annoying them, if they did not want to have emails from me, they would tell me that. They would say, please stop emailing us. Please remove us from your list. We're not interested in working together, whatever. But as long as they are still accepting my emails and as long as they are still reading my emails and they are not telling me to stop sending emails, then I know on some level they're still interested in working with me. And so that's why I kept emailing them. Now, fast forward to December 31st of 2018, out of nowhere, after having not heard from them, keep this in mind, the last time that we had communicated back and forth, June of 2016, all my subsequent emails were unanswered. All of a sudden, December 31st of 2018, they send me a job. Not an audition, they send me a job. And that job became the first of many that we have worked on in the months that have passed since. And so if I had given up at any point, if I had decided that I was being annoying, if I had got nervous and, you know, removed them from my list, then at that point, I would have missed out on a really great client. I would have missed out on all of the opportunities that came as a result of that. I would have missed out on all of those chances to work together. And so that is why I say that it's really important that you don't throw out a lead. And that is why you need to understand that when you're doing marketing like this, you got to be in it for the long haul. These things take time. Now, sometimes you are going to send an email and you're going to get it to the exact right person at the exact right time. The job's going to come right away. I have that happen too. But other times it's going to be like that one where it's going to take three years of this to happen. A lot of people aren't willing to commit to three years. So that's where everybody asks me, when is the right time to give up on the lead? And after sharing that story, some of you may think that there isn't a right time to give up on the lead. Like, Mark, seriously, you pursued this person for three years before you booked the job. Yes, I did. But there are a few criteria for when it is okay to give up on a lead. But outside of these criteria, and I'm not saying this is the exhaustive and comprehensive list, but these are the main criteria that I'm following. Outside of this criteria, I'm going to continue to follow up and I'm going to continue to try and build a relationship and I'm going to continue to hope that an opportunity is going to come unless, again, I found a reason to give up. I know that you don't want to waste your time and I would never encourage you to do things that I think are going to waste your time. And that is partially where this list came from. So pay attention to these because these are some of the instances where I think that it is okay to say, you know what, this is not working out. It's time to move on. It's time to stop devoting energy and time to this particular lead. So first and foremost, at the very top of the list is if they specifically ask you to. That is very important. From time to time, it's going to happen for one reason or another, and sometimes more or less politely than others. A lead is going to ask you to no longer contact them. This is not the time for one final pitch. It is the time to apologize for any convenience. It is the time that you say thank you for your time and let them know that you will no longer contact them. 
never delete them out of your CRM. Because if you delete them out of your CRM, you run the risk that you might inadvertently reach out to them down the road when you've forgotten that they said don't. So what I do at that point is I change them to a dead lead within my CRM. I'll make a note of why they asked me to stop contacting. And now I don't ever have to worry about reaching up to them again in the future. I will tell you that in tens of thousands of emails that I have sent, this has only happened a handful of times. And there's been a couple of times where they've been aggressive about it. And when I respond back and just apologize for the inconvenience and let them know that I will absolutely respect their request, um, there's actually been a couple of times where they've responded back apologizing to me for being mean. And there's been a couple of times where the relationship has actually gone forward again. So no matter what, always be professional. But it is absolutely essential that you always honor any request. If somebody specifically says to stop contacting, that is a really great time to stop contacting. If they are not saying that, then assume that they are still interested. Think about all of the email newsletters that you sign up for. Do you read every single email from every single newsletter? Do you read every single email that you get from me? I send out emails on a regular basis. Do you read every single one of them every single time? Probably not. But does that mean that I'm annoying you? No, you still want the information. You're just taking the information as it comes when it's convenient to you, or maybe you're looking for specific information, so you're keeping an eye out for specific subject lines, or maybe you're just waiting until a specific point, you know? Maybe you're interested in taking the the marketing playbook and you don't want to forget about it. You're not ready to sign up this time, but you're going to stay on the list so that you're ready to sign up for it next time. All of us are on newsletters and subscribe to newsletters that we don't read every single one. But we don't unsubscribe because the information is still valuable to us. We just consume it at our own pace. Think of this as the same way. If they don't want you in their inbox, they're going to ask you to stop being in their inbox. When they do, make sure that you respect that. But if they don't, don't give up on those emails. Next up on the list, I think, is a really important one. Uh, Another great time to give up on a lead is if there is a moral or ethical conflict that arises for whatever that reason may be. Um, The best example that I can think is when VDC, and those of you who are familiar know what I'm talking about, I'm not going to give them any more name mention than that, Uh, when they went through all the changes that they went through a couple of years ago as a casting site, there were a ton of voice actors that bailed on that ship, and they did it over ethical conflicts. We'll do that when something outrages us with, you know, like a casting site, for example, But sometimes we don't vet our own leads and clients using the same criteria. If you don't agree with a position or a belief of a potential lead or even one of your existing clients, maybe things have transitioned over the years, why are you trying to work with them? All that is going to do is foster anger and resentment inside of you. If you have completely polarizing views of one of your leads or of one of your clients, no matter how professional you may be, Somewhere deep inside, there's going to be a resentment that is going to build. Every time you think about that client, oh, no, I got to work for this idiot again. Oh, no, they're going to make me work on this stupid job again. Whatever. Anytime that happens, it's changing your attitude. It's shifting your mindset. And that is just not a good place to be. And so I think whenever there is a moral or ethical conflict that you identify, whether that's very early in the lead generation process or later on down the road after you've been working with them for a while, I think it's very important that you address that. I avoid political simply because I don't want to get caught up in the drama. I know it would frustrate me, and I don't think I could feel good when my head hits the pillow at night knowing I've contributed to the chaos, and 
I know that not all politicians and political ads are created equal, but I also know that I don't have time to vet them all, so it's easier for me to just skip it. So that is a decision that I have made on a, on a moral and ethical ground. There are certain types of jobs that I know up front I am not going to do. And so if a lead comes to me and they're looking for that particular kind of job, it's really easy for me to say no and move on because I have a set of criteria that's there. And that is one less person in my database that I now have to maintain contact with, which makes my life easier at the end of the day. So if there's a moral or ethical conflict of any kind, that might be the time to let go. The voice acting community is one of the most giving communities that you will ever encounter. On any given day, there is so much advice being handed out, whether it's through Facebook, through YouTube, through blogs, podcasts, other forms of social media. So many people are looking to help. And I believe that one of the reasons for that is because as we all get better at running our voiceover businesses, it's better for the industry as a whole. Here's the challenge. Just because somebody has a YouTube channel or a Twitter following or has the capacity to write a blog, doesn't specifically mean that they're somebody that you should be taking advice from. So one of the things that I wanted to do was to compile a resource of people that I knew could be trusted and collect advice from them. I reached out to 35 industry mentors and I asked every one of them the same question. If you could give a voice actor one piece of advice, what would it be? I reached out to people like Joe Cipriano, like Pat Fraley, Nancy Wolfson, Joan Baker, Chuck Duran, Everett Oliver, J. Michael Collins, Mary Lynn Wisner, Jeffrey Umberger, and so many more. 35 people in the voiceover industry that I know, respect, and trust, and that I know will give good advice to you. I took all of this advice and I compiled it together into a free ebook called One Piece of Advice. And that ebook is available at markscottcoaching.com forward slash one piece of advice. This is an opportunity for you to learn for free from some of the most respected people in our industry to take their advice and use it to make yourself better and grow your voiceover business. You can download that free ebook now at markscottcoaching.com forward slash one piece of advice. Now back to our show. Another one you want to watch for are their social media profiles outdated? So let's say that you have found this new lead and you're jumping onto their website and you're checking out their website and then you're going to jump onto their social media, check out their social media pages, but you see that they don't even have an Instagram. Their Facebook hasn't been updated since 2015. Their Twitter hasn't been updated since 2016. And you can't really find anything current about them on LinkedIn. And then you happen to notice that the copyright date on their website is also 2016. That could be a red flag. That could be a company that is no longer in business. Maybe they've closed, maybe they've merged, whatever. But if everything is out of date by a few years, then this is probably not somebody that you want to devote a lot of time to. Can you send that initial email and see whether or not somebody answers? Yeah, but would I throw them into a regular touch cycle at that point? No, I probably wouldn't. I probably wouldn't because if they were around and if they were still active, then I would think that at least some part of their online presence is going to be updated. Not every company uses social media, and I understand that, but most companies don't let their website go out of date by a few years. So those are things that I would watch out for. Check and see when the last time was that they posted on all of these sites, and if 
everything is outdated, then that's probably a good time to pass on a lead. Tied to that, we mentioned the social media and the website. If they haven't updated their portfolio in years, or if you go onto their website and the demo reel that they're showing on their homepage is from 2017 or 2016, that is also usually a pretty good indication that maybe these guys aren't around anymore, maybe they're not active, or maybe they're just not doing a lot of work, which also becomes something that you want to think about. If they're not doing a ton of work anyway, is it worth actively pursuing that relationship if they're not going to be able to provide you work on a consistent basis? So pay attention to their portfolio and jump over onto their Vimeo and to their YouTube channels if they have them. Is there any recent activity? Can you see a pattern? If you go onto their Vimeo channel and you can see that in 2016, they're posting a couple of videos a month. And in 2017, maybe they were posting a couple of videos a month. But, but then in 2018, they posted like only a couple of videos over the year. And then in 2019, they haven't posted anything. That's going to be another pretty solid indication that there's not a lot going on there. Maybe this is somebody that you don't want to bother working with or you don't want to bother pursuing to work with. So keep that in mind. Check out their social check out their website, check out their portfolio. All of those things are going to give you clues. The other thing I would say is if their pricing isn't in line with your rates, it's probably somebody that you don't need to work at pursuing. So prime example, you go onto a company's website and you check a rates page because some of these video production companies do post rates. Let's say that they are cranking out 90 second videos for $499. Do you suppose then that they are going to be offering $250 for professional voiceover services? It's very unlikely. These are the kinds of companies that are probably hiring off of Fiverr or offering their voice actors $25 or $50 bucks a video. And so in that case, it's not worth it for me to devote my time to reach out to them and to try to build a relationship with them when I'm not going to be able to get the budgets that I want. It's probably not going to work. It's probably not worth it. And if they don't have pricing on their website, but you do reach out to them and you get a negative response about your rates, that's also a pretty good indication that it's time to move on. Look, as much as we want to debate with people about using sites like Fiverr, you're not going to change a company's mind. So sometimes it's easier to just mark them as dead and move on. What you need to remember is that there are plenty more fish in the sea. In a recent series of posts in the Vopreneur group, I talked about how I did a search for explainer video production company on Google. And it came up with almost 3 million results. So if you find a company who's got low rates and are booking talent on Fiverr, trying to change their mind isn't worth it because there's still almost 3 million other companies that you can be reaching out to. And while we're talking about rates and pricing, if a client offers you $50 and your rate is $500, do you really think that you're going to be able to negotiate to a number that you're both happy with? It's highly unlikely at that point. And so rather than waste your time, my opinion is it's time to move on. Don't burn the bridge, but don't spend days walking back and forth across it either. You don't want to get offensive. You don't want to get angry. You don't want to stick it to the client if they come back with really crappy budgets. But you also don't want to burn that bridge either because you never know when things are going to change. I've had examples in the past where companies have worked on Fiverr, but then after a while they realize that you kind of get what you pay for there. And so they have come back to me and ask me to quote on projects because they are trying to do better jobs. Or I have had companies who have two different tiers of video. 
They have the, the lower tier video for people who are just trying to get a video for as dirt cheap as possible. But then they also have an upper tier of video for clients who are willing to spend more money. And on those ones, they're willing to work with professional voice actors. So don't ever burn the bridges, but also don't spend a lot of time, effort, energy, frustration, attitude, trying to convince some of these people. If the pricing doesn't line up, it's time to move on. Next up on the list is geographical or competitive conflicts. So uh, this one I, I would throw back to, to Cliff Zellman. If Let's say you're trying to land a really awesome automotive client in your city and you market to all of the big dealerships and you're working at nurturing the relationships and one of them actually signs on the dotted line and now you've got the gig. At this point, I think that it is safe to take a break from marketing to the other dealers. Maybe you were getting close with one of them. Maybe you let them know that you signed with X dealership thank them for their interest in their time and let them know that you'd be happy to have a conversation again down the road. So again, not burning bridges, but there's also not a lot of point in continuing to actively market to these people and actively keeping yourself top of mind with these people because you're not going to have the opportunity to work with them anyway. So pay attention to any conflicts that you may have and not just specifically with geography, but maybe with certain types of clients or brands as well. That might be a time when you give up on a lead. Or maybe it's not even about giving up on a lead. Maybe it's just about putting a lead on hold. And then the final one that I have on the list is personality clashes. Let's face it, not everybody gets along. Not everybody likes each other, especially in today's social climate. If you spend, you know, three minutes on social media on any given day, you're going to see a lot of people arguing about a lot of different things. And that can be physically, emotionally, and mentally draining and exhausting. And there is nothing worse than having to work with a person who you don't get along with. And if you've ever been in an office setting, you know what it's like in an office setting when there's that one guy or that one gal that just drives everybody nuts and just brings the whole mood of the entire place down. Why would you welcome that into your voiceover business? Even if there is an opportunity to make money there, why would you welcome that into your voiceover business? Because if you go and you work for that client and it makes you grouchy and it brings your mood down and it's now affected the way that you're approaching the rest of your entire day, is it really worth the money that they're giving you? I mean, maybe, I guess if it's enough, but for me, I want to work with people that I like. I want to work with people that I get along with. I want to work with people who are fun to work with, who are easy to work with, who are enjoyable to work with. And so I'm very cognizant of that. And I have moved on from relationships with clients in the past because it did just bring me down. Every time they came at me, they were grouchy. They were demanding. You know, they're always asking for so much more above and beyond and never willing to offer anything extra for it. And I just don't need that in my life and in my business. I don't need that kind of energy. And so if you get that sense from a lead that maybe they're going to be difficult to work with, I think that is always a really good indication that it might be time to cut ties and move on. So there are always going to be certain criteria where it's okay to give up on a lead. More important than that, I want you to remember that these things do take time. It is not a one and done. One year, two years, three years. Two of my longest running clients are people who I worked on actively pursuing for close to three years before I finally got there. And now that I've got there, we've done a lot of projects together. We've made a lot of money together. And I would have missed out on those opportunities if I had given up too soon or gave up just because it was inconvenient. So think very carefully 
before you let go of one of these leads. And remember that if they are not asking you to get out of their inbox, don't assume you're annoying them. Because if you were annoying them, they would let you know. I always reference back to your own inbox. When emails start coming in on a regular basis from somebody that you no longer want to do business with, what do you do? You unsubscribe. So if they are not unsubscribing from your content, then there's still a chance that they're going to work with you one day. Let's very quickly recap. When is it time to give up on a lead? Specifically, if they ask you to. If there is a moral or ethical conflict that is going to impact you and and the way that you feel about working with them and if it's going to impact your business. If all of their social media profiles are outdated by years, might be time to move on. If their website and their portfolio, including their YouTube or Vimeo channels, haven't been updated for years, and if their demo reel hasn't been updated for years, it might be time to move on. If their pricing isn't in line with your rates, again, might be time to move on. There's only so much negotiation that can go on, and even sometimes that is going to get really frustrating with you. If there is a geographical or competitive conflict, so if you're already working with a pizza brand, maybe you're going to stop marketing to other pizza brands, or... If you're already working with one dealership in town, you're probably going to stop marketing to some of the other dealerships in town. And if there are any personality clashes that are just going to cause conflict in your day, cause you to feel less excited about getting into the office and doing the work, then sometimes those are good ones to let go of too because the energy that you bring into the booth, the energy that you bring into the studio to your marketing, that energy impacts everything. And so I'm always trying really hard to make sure then I am working with really great people. Guys, I hope that this episode has been encouraging for you. I hope that it's given you some ideas. I hope that it's triggered for you when it's time to stop, but also that maybe it's time to get started again because maybe you've let some go. And if you do nothing else after this episode, that's the first thing that I would encourage you with. Go back through your database and figure out, you know what, who's fallen through the cracks? Who's it time for me to get in touch with again? Start with your clients then work down through your prospects and then start reaching out to some of those leads again because there might be opportunities that are waiting for you. You're just missing them because you stopped maintaining communication. As always, guys, thank you so much for listening. Remember that you can subscribe so that you never have to miss another episode of the Everyday VOpreneur podcast. You can do that on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, Stitcher, Podbean, and you can listen to any episode anytime at VOpreneur.com. Don't forget VOpreneur.com. Click on shop to buy some of your VOpreneur swag and let everybody know that you're a voice actor and that you are a VOpreneur. That's VOpreneur.com and click on shop. Thanks so much for listening. I'll catch you on the next one. The Everyday VOpreneur Podcast. Available everywhere fine podcasts are given away for free. Mostly, we think. Your number one marketing tool is your voiceover demos. When you're posting them online, you want to be sure they're playable on any device and with any browser. The Voice Sam Player does exactly that. Sign up at msvo.me slash msvoicesam and receive three months of Voice Sam for the price of one. Sign up now at msvo.me slash msvoicesam. And see. And that's a wrap. Thanks for hanging in. Thanks for hanging out. Want more Vopreneur goodness? Jump online at vopreneur.com.